What's up, peeps? How you doing? It's your guy, Evan Britton. Welcome to another episode of the Evan Flow Podcast. Got a great one for you all today. It is an epic conversation with my new brother from another mother, Adam Jablin. Adam is absolutely the real deal. This podcast is... It's unbelievable, honestly. It's the podcast I've, without really knowing it, the podcast that I have truly craved. It's a conversation that fills in a lot of gaps, fills in a lot of blanks in my navigating, understanding, or finding a way to articulate having a spiritual program and living your life as a spiritual process. Um, It was so much fun. Adam is salt of the earth. I highly, I can't recommend everything he does enough. Check him out for sure on Instagram. Um, This conversation is deep. It's powerful. And I think you're going to love it. So this episode is brought to you by our family over at Quicksilver Scientific. Quicksilver, as you all know, one of my favorite products, companies on the planet, make some of the best products on the planet, adaptogens in highly bioavailable form. They've got The One, Longevity Elite, two of my favorites, great for total body well-being, hormonal health, energy, cognitive function, These are ancient adaptogens like ginseng, ashwagandha, astragalus, nanoemulsified, made highly bioavailable, awesome stuff. Check that out. We've also got Onda, our good friends over at Onda, regeneratively farmed hemp products. These are CBD tinctures, some of the best on the planet. Can't recommend the Adios Anxiety enough. It is truly one of a kind. It's as highly, it's as high quality, pure potency as you could possibly ask for in a CBD tincture. Check it out, ondawellness.com. Use code EBBINFLOW. Also, Heal and Flow is coming up. Heal and Flow in Lake Stevens, Washington. This is our big in-person event. It's going to be epic. It's going to be off the charts, guys. Yoga, breathwork, ice tubs, incredible food, meat provided by force of nature. Incredible people. It's going to be so much fun. I can't wait. August 12 and 13, there's still time to sign up. We've got a couple spots left, honestly. If this calls to you, sign up, okay? Check that out. Link in the show notes. Finally... I'm launching a six-week men's group. This is a workshop, The Wild King. It's going to be fucking off the charts. I'm so excited about it. Can't wait. Check for more details in the show notes. This is going to be an incredible, empowering, inspiring experience. Men, this is it. Let's go. Check it out. The Wild King. Unleash the Wild King. Become the man you were always destined to be. Let's do it together. Enjoy this episode. Lots of love, y'all. Peace. You have...
have unlocked the eternal link to internal source. The key of imagination, your admission, access to the enlightened dimension. A gateway at the junction of darkness and light. The place at which the chaos of our conditioned frame of mind give way to a life in constant flux, only to be mastered through vigilant discipline. Peaceful times may come, testing times may go. This is the ebb and flow. Adam. Ed, Great to be here, brother. Thank you, brother. Thank you for having me. Literally, thank you for having me in your home. Yeah, thank you. Thank man. you for this morning. Yeah, thank you for coming. Thanks for, you know, I've thrown that that invitation out to whoever comes through. And not everybody shows up. Dude. Really? Not everybody shows up. So kudos to you. It tells me a lot about who you are, that you showed up to that, that you arranged your day so that you could come. I appreciate that. I appreciate the invitation. And I yeah. told you what the internal dialogue was, too. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah I know. Exactly, <laughs> right? Because it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, cool, man. Cool. <laughs> and like, then there's that other it. voice, that other voice. I hear a challenge. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> from yoga 9 a.m. Totally. Haven't been in 10 years. Let <laughs> oh me see what's God. good. But what yeah. a class, right? The energy yeah. was great. It was fun. It was fun you to have you it. in there. Oh, man, it was awesome. Thank you, dude. I was teaching everybody. Yeah. Your mom um, was there? Mom was there. She's finishing up her teacher training. Um, So we've been jamming for the last few hours now. Yeah. And <clears throat> I think a good place, at least a little food for conversation, to kick this thing off and of course this conversation i was having this conversation with my mom yesterday mm. about a person in her life and my own for sure my own journey my own experience of waking up you know developing my self-awareness feeling my feet on the ground, the process of coming out of the, the sleep that we're all existing in for so long, you know. And of course, this conversation came up yesterday. And then you said something today, which I want to hit on too, but I thought this would be great food for the start of this convo. And it's something that I've recognized in my own life. I've recognized it as sort as this underlying issue in society but the the concept is when there's no spiritual program present in the individual addiction to crises replaces or fills in the void of the soul's desire to evolve. Mm. You know what I mean? So like, rather than taking the look inside to, because you're feeling all the discomfort, you're feeling the resistance, you're feeling the, the, the 
the need to change on a soul level. But you haven't quite taken that step yet into turning the the focus back to yourself and you're very externally oriented. So your life is just this string of going from one crisis to another one and you become addicted to the crisis and like the crux of addiction is essentially for me, at least I'd love to hear your thoughts on this because I know this is your really your sweet spot right here. But like, you know, we come from a childhood background where, our programming got all worked around being in chaos all the time. So, of course, like we go out into our life, we grow up, we go to college, we become an adult, and we're just going from one chaotic relationship, chaotic situation, chaotic job to another to make ourselves feel normal. All along the way, just totally fucking wearing ourselves out. And finding ourselves at that place over and over again where the mind noise is overwhelming or we're fucking blacked out drunk. We're fucking, you know, using the stuff to get out of feeling anything. And I thought it was just a really interesting place to start this idea of before we get to the place in our lives where we're really living in constantly exercising this inner desire to evolve and change and grow, which is fucking painful. And we replace that with this constant need to like fill the, the quiet with chaos and crisis. So I said to you this morning, I actually use your content I've actually taken your content and then shared it with a lot of my clients. These are some big names, mm. you know, because I know they would look up to you and admire you. And my favorite one is where you say, I do the homework. Uh-huh. I pray. I meditate. I go inside. I talk to that little child. But it's different when it's from a six foot six man, <laughs> right? It's a, it's a different, it's a, because you got to realize, right? A lot of people that used to hear that, especially my clients, would hear that from a little bit more of some either very religious or very new age mm. type person. So when they can identify with like, well, if this person is doing it, then I can do that too. Mm-hmm. They can start releasing that addiction to the chaos and the drama. It's good to have somebody to look up to, to say, I am doing this as well, some sort of outside reference to your life, mm. that you're not alone in it. Mm-hmm. I think those people that are addicted to the drama and addicted to the chaos feel very alone. Mm. They don't yes. have the courage to share what's really going on. And even if they have exercised that muscle, they're not willing to listen to what your feedback is and to use it. They just kind of want attention. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's a really interesting part of it is for me, I had to hit rock bottom, dude. you know? <laughs> yeah. I had to. And it goes to that thing of like, you hear it a thousand times. You know, when you're in the NFL, you've got the guys, the former players coming back and talking to you and telling you about 
how it's going to be when you're done playing or, you know, all the pitfalls and the traps and the things to look out for. And it just goes in one ear and out the other, you know, a little bit of it sticks, you know, a little bit, but for the most part, you're not really changing your behaviors because of that. Like for me, I had to evolve through pain. That was the only way, you know, (laughs) that's pretty much my comfort zone. (laughs) You know, how can I just take every last drip of joy out of something (laughs) until it hurts me? Totally, dude. Totally. Um, I mean, in where do you start? So like someone, someone comes and you work with like celebrities and pro athletes and, you know, Fortune 500 companies. What's the, for you, because this is a conversation I have with my brother all the time. Yeah? Okay. Well, look, man, 12-step programs, Al-Anon for us. I don't know if I'd be here without Al-Anon. Yeah. The 12 steps are... It's a spiritual program. No doubt. And it's broken down in a very accessible way for people who are totally broken down. Yeah. You know? If someone doesn't have the 12 steps, but they're exhibiting these patterns, you know, another problem for me is the word alcoholism. Because alcoholism immediately paints the portrait for people like this is about alcohol. And really, alcoholism is just a word that articulates a certain type of brain chemistry or psychology, which could be like narcissism, or it could be you use sex, or it could be you use fucking, you know, drugs or money or all sorts of work. You know, there's all sorts of things that can be the thing that you're using on. Right. And for Al-Anon, it's like our feelings. Like we use on our fucking feeling. We're getting high on fucking shame and guilt and all that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but you're you're a deep soul, bro. You you do the work. So I I think sometimes for people that listen to us, it's okay to start with the word alcoholism because I'll give you an example. If you and I are the doctors and we have a patient that's really, really sick and we know there's something in there that's causing this off this awful virus, but right now their fever is close to 104. You and I first have to lower the fever before we can attack the virus. The first thing is let's oh, get the fever down. Okay. Right. Well, not everybody is is on our level to understand to understand the alcoholism is really a symptom of something going on in your mind because they're just seeing the destruction caused by their loved one constantly drinking. Uh-huh. Right. So sometimes you and I just it's our job to lower the fever first and go, OK, we're going to take care of the alcohols, but we want you to know something that's going to come back and met and manifest in many different ways. Right. Like we were talking about, OK, you got sober, but you're still an ass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we know who we're talking about. Yeah, right? totally. It's, it's like, OK, you know, that's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. And that's a big step to stop the using part. But. No doubt. There's a whole other thing going on. There's a whole other thing going on. And it's hard to take a look at those 
it's extremely hard to take a look at those defects of character, but really the way your, your mindset is and to actually, actually admit, man, I am wrong. Hmm. Like I forget about forgiveness amends. Like I am wrong. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big, that's fucking really hard. So they build For this, pe- I'm mean, sober, I'm right? And they build these businesses and they build these, everything you and I discussed, but there's a layer there that's still not, that hasn't been touched, which is like, you're wrong. Hmm. You're wrong. You're doing things. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you made amends. Okay, you, you, you healed those relationships. These are all beautiful things. But now this, whatever that thing that you didn't fix is, is coming out multiple different ways. Hmm. So where do you start for someone who can't really even see the forest through the trees? I mean, this is a compliment to you. Uh-huh. I, I got to scale it way back. Uh-huh. Because when we start with the alcoholism, is they'll, they're, they're not ready right, for that. Right, they get thrown off. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I yeah, believe yeah, that. yeah. They're like, no, can we please address the problem? Uh-huh, So yeah. where I do Oh, okay, you okay. Know, they Go want, for it, yeah. yeah they, well, I they, would love to just hear from, I'm curious. Yeah, no, no, I'd love to share it. Yeah. I'd love to share. That's why when two guys that have done the work and are continue to doing the work, we know it's, we know it's, that's really not the problem. That's a symptom. Yeah, yeah. Right? But yeah. It, but the people that are coming to you and I, they don't know that. Uh-huh. They don't know that. They think this is the problem. Uh-huh. Right? And can you just fix this? So we got to meet them. We have to meet them where they're at. Okay. And the first thing I do is I have to build a common language. Mm. I have to. If I can't find a that common language with, my, with the people that need help, it's going to go way over their head. So I have to find out what they like, what they don't like, uh, who they're close to in their family, who they hate in their family. I really get into their whole mm. story. And as I'm asking them questions, I'm really listening. I'm cueing in on some of the patterns that they've gone through. And I'm seeing, I'm seeing the arc of their story happen over and over again you're doing the inventory i'm totally doing the inventory Uh and and i gotta make them feel comfortable with me totally dude you know if they're not gonna Uh be comfortable with me this whole thing is is for not right it's not gonna work it's not gonna work Yeah. yeah so so each client you know each client is their own project Mm. and each client you know you and i we have the same heart. We we found each other. You know, there's there's no mistakes in the universe. But we also found each other because there's a lot in common. Mm-hmm. There are people that are going to come up to you and I that they they can't speak sports language. They 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 can't. They're not us. They don't have that lingo. They they haven't brought things where you and I have brought them. Uh-huh. And I I can imagine because I've seen you now with the yoga class. You stay yourself. You stay with your. You know, and I've seen you on many podcasts you stay yourself you stay true to yourself but you're able to match their vibration Mm -hmm. you know you're able to meet them where they're at yeah and that's the first step Uh get get them to trust that you're here for them Uh uh-huh yeah because initially i want you to know they think you're there for their family interesting you know everybody's on my back i'm going to do this to shut everybody up are you do you say that because a lot of the work you do is like intervention type work or I'm I'm not an this interventionist is just, isn't that fun? I'm not uh-huh. even trained to be an interventionist. Uh-huh. It's just you're that's built in 
to the client's psychology because they're being fucking harassed and let's face it, shamed Mm -hmm. and probably guilted by a lot of people around them into saying like, Hey man, you need help. Go see Adam. You got to see this guy. And they're showing up like, let me fucking see what Adam's got to say. Totally. (laughs) So you're up against that. I'm coming into it. it. And I know it. Yeah. Right. And that's a gift. Yeah. That's a gift Mm. because yeah, let's just say it. Maybe he'll be even watching this together. Right. Because like Tony, I go to my first Tony event, cynical as I can be. Uh, I'm like, look at these nut jobs. (laughs) You know what I mean? They're all wearing the same freaking hat with the clover on it. And they're like, 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 like he's a football team. Uh You know what I mean? And they're all, you know what I mean? And they're, they all know the music and they're jumping and I go in cynical and I'm in Tony's pod. This is crazy, you know? (laughs) Boy, did he level me. You know, and yeah. I go from being a non-believer to a believer, right? Same thing maybe you and I have very common with the Lord. Mm. I go, this, there's a reason he's Tony Robbins. Mm. Wow. Like this, forget about these, th- forget about this. Mm. You know, I understand what's going on here. You know, we all love to feel part of a community and, and get that vibe. Yeah. I, I understand. You and I understand that. You understand when you're playing for the Jags and everybody's wearing their Jags. I, I get that. Totally. But now I'm listening to him and I'm focused on this m- mammoth of a man and I'm like, there's not one thing I could disagree with. And not only that, he's opening me up and there's nothing personal here. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not one-on-one with him. And, yeah. and so what I, I have to do the same thing. When you said initially, how's it work? I have to turn them from a non-believer of why the hell am I with this guy, Adam Javelin, right. to a believer. Right. That this can't, not that they're going to be totally sober, that this can work for them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So then, I mean, let's take it, let's take it to the blueprint of the 12 steps because it's like, for me, that's wherever you are, that's the spiritual awakening process. No you know? doubt. No doubt. You know, it's like, um, step one, uh, remind me. We came to believe. No, that's step three, isn't it? No. Step one. Oh, we admitted we were sorry. We admitted we, we, admitted were, powerless we were powerless over, over the blank, disease of right. alcoholism, over alcohol, and that our lives have be and dash. By the way, dash. Yes, that our lives have become unmanageable. Yeah, there's two statements within one phrase. Yes, right. Because yes. a lot of people I'll meet, if we're going to talk out of a twelve stage prism, yeah, right? yeah, um, they usually have one or the other completed. Maybe they admit they're powerless over X, but they don't believe their life is unmanageable. And uh-huh. by the way, that was me. Interesting. Right? Like yeah. unmanageable? Yo, I got I got a family business. I got the car. I got the house. I got the money in the bank. Mm. I'll admit I have a little bit of a problem. Uh-huh. But I'm not going to tell you my life is unmanageable. Right? Or they admit that their life is unmanageable, right? But powerless? Yeah. Powerless? Yeah. They so you have to combine those two statements if we're going to talk in those in those 12 yes, step terms, dude. you know? Yes. That's so so this this is a great, actually, this is a great segue into this thing that blew my mind a little bit when you broke it down. 
the way you did. But you were talking about you're you're going to speak to this pretty big client tomorrow or just like one of the things you really drop in on is what's the difference between a bad habit and unhealthy dependency dependency and then full-blown addiction yeah that kind of blew my mind a little bit because for me yeah no no i mean i think that's because so many people dude nowadays like how many things do we have that we can be fucking addicted to our phone social media porn alcohol drugs anti-anxiety meds adderall you know like you name it food sure exercise like you can literally there's everything you can use as the escape valve you know and so like how do you articulate those differences because that is really i would say that's where the rubber meets the road in going my life is unmanageable no doubt like oh oh, fuck let's use what you did with me today Uh right you made our yoga class you brought an energy into it and you made the postures very understandable mm. right which is going back to languaging and 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 we all were like you heard everybody at the class yeah right like that was a great class come on <laughs> it was good right one, yeah. well that's i think that's part of our job into anything we love and we love what we do and this is what i love to do mm-hmm. i have to get that languaging and that understanding other than that i'm gonna sound like some guy that's pontificating and a yeah. know-it-all like i need to know let them know it was that thing we talked about earlier yes. you know like are you the guy going you know what you need <laughs> yeah whoa get the fuck out of there yeah you know? so i make it i make it really relate and I, i'll use m&ms right i'll use mm. the phone uh-huh. right i don't need to always touch the exact pain point right but right there are, there are clean clean examples between Having a bad habit, which I could pick up anytime. And I could also, by the way, because you and I have developed, drop very quickly. Uh-huh. I can drop a bad habit because uh-huh. you and I do the work. Yeah. Yeah. And unhealthy dependency, that's where you'll be like, man, Adam is freaking nuts. I, if I take a vitamin C 10 days in a row, Eb, I am not going to leave the house on the 11th day without, without taking that taking vitamin it. C. Uh-huh. But am I really, am I addicted to that vitamin C? No, I've just. I'm like this all-in guy. I, I I have this idea that if I don't uh-huh. have this vitamins, if I don't have this supplement on me, if I don't have my yeah. exact cold brew the time, I you know, I I'm know de- I'm dependent, but I'm not addicted. Uh-huh. I'm not addicted. It's 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 a need. It's a want. It's not an obsession. It's not a craving. It's just I can't. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm wrestling with like some I I wants uh-huh. you know, but but I'm fine. I'll be okay. fine without. I'll be fine without the iced coffee. I'm not going to lose my. Mind. I'll be fine without the vitamin C. I can go down the road and get, you know, get a Starbucks if it's not the place you and I just went to. Like I'll be fine if I can't get what I want. It's dependency. So that's an unhealthy dependency. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's it's an easy way of talking about. Okay. It, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's an yeah. easy way. You can make an unhealthy dependency even on on real substance. Uh-huh. There are many people I coach that, believe it or not, are not full alcoholics and addicts. They're just having a glass or two of wine a night and just like, oh, it's part of what I do, you know. But and you come home, they're not coming home without popping a cork on a bottle of wine. Right. Uh-huh. And now the addiction time starts, right? Okay. And, and And my job is to make these lines very clear for them. Now, can these exist 
in a vacuum on their own or is this the trajectory of addiction? I believe they can exist in a vacuum on their own. Okay. And they could be the trajectory of addiction. Okay. Right. And depending on specific timing, people's blood chemistry, believe it or not, Uh you know that better than anyone, right? Like it's, it's a family, it's a family genetic thing. Oh yeah. Uh, But there, I mean, look, there are people that do have, let's just use the word disease. Yeah. Alcoholism and addiction has been medically proven to be a yeah. disease. Yeah. You have to be progressive, right? Meaning over time you get worse. Uh-huh. You have to be chronic, right? Uh-huh. You have to be primary, not secondary, and you have to be fatal. What Those are the, the primary four. mean? Primary means it's first, it's first, it's not second. You take one of those things away, you have a disorder. Oh, uh, okay. You don't meet all four qualifications. You just take one of them away. Primary, first, not second. First, chronic, over time you get worse. Right? Progressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? You can yeah, see yeah. it. You can see yeah. it. And fatal. You remove one of those, you have a disorder. And disorders are real. Mm. Bipolar disorder. AD, they're real. Uh-huh. But they're not going to kill you. Uh-huh. This is where the conversation starts getting a little clearer with them about addiction, alcoholism, the obsessed, the obsessive mind, the cravings. You know, what are they really doing? What are they really doing to get what they want? Are they hiding? Are they lying? Mm. Are they manipulating? Right. Are they really like right now? I'm really here with you. Yeah. I am really that you have no idea I what a gift this is. I'm really here. With you. There was another Adam years ago where I'm telling you the head would be going, does he like me? I don't know. Same brother. Same. I, well, I, dude, that room teaching in that room, it's been big medicine for me of just of learning that. I mean, coming back into yoga seven years ago when I came out of the NFL, like stepping back in that room was the beginning of that process for me of unraveling that voice and all that shit. Yeah. Um, but even still, I mean, the teaching is like, that's like my checking myself of like, okay, where are we at today, dude? You know? You mind sharing with the audience what you shared today in class about where you go in your mind? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. that was really good. I will. I will. I want you to keep, I want, do you have more to share on the? Well, I mean, I love, I like, yeah, I like yeah, the, yeah. I like the, we drop the, into the brother a rabbit flow. Hole. I like the brother flow. I love well, that because too. it's, it's, it's well, more real. For me, Adam, this is a this is a really fun conversation because it's one that I've had a ton with my brother. Um, we talk about this a lot. How do you like how do you how do we offer or how do we what is the spiritual awakening process for somebody if they don't find themselves in one of those rooms. You know what I mean? Because like you go to a 12 step program and like you start working the program and you realize pretty quickly, like this, everybody could use this. No doubt. You know what I mean? Like on some level, like everybody needs this. So I'm really interested. Like how do you take this to the layman? I think who's completely like alcoholism. Whoa, that's for that person over there. 
drug addicts. No way, bro. Not me. You know what I mean? I think you and I, what we've done and other people that we know and and other people also that we admire. um, I'll use his name because it's so synonymous and known with recovery now. And he's made the full transformation really to a superhero is Robert Downey Jr. Mm. I think, you know, it's good for people to be able to relate and go. You know, it takes a a little bit of humility and a little bit of forgiveness and a little bit of willingness and you make that decision and you can change. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what you and I do, and, and I'm using him as an example, is we make it attractive. Uh-huh. And if you don't want it, you know, look, that's that's part of it. That's part of it. Right? But that's part of it. You but gotta want it, dude. You gotta want the better life. The thing is about people <laughs> like you and I is like I I had to tell me I don't know if you ever went through this. I had to go through this. So I was, let me use I statements. I have to realize that you and I have done the work and there's a light in us. And when you're a light, you're going to attract the flies and you're going to help a lot of people. Mm. And if someone flies away, sometimes I need to let them fly away. Totally, man. And I, I used to want to save people well, that yeah. didn't want to be saved. Yeah, I mean, that's like part of the program. Yeah. You know, especially Al-Anon. It's like, I mean, first of all, it's funny because, you know, part of the program is you don't talk about it and you don't, it's anonymous. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, we're not dragging people to the 12-step program, dude. No. You know? No. We're not even inviting people, really. No. It's like, if they inquire, then it's like the door, they have to open the door. And then you could say, well, I go to this program here at this time. And then they can go, well, can I come sometime? Yeah. You know, like that's if, the only way. I but. love that you said, so a lot of my clients, if they ask me what I do for my personal recovery, mm. I'll share with them uh-huh. where I go. But like where I go, where we have traditions. And the traditions are pretty much like Fight Club. Right, you right. Know? Like, yeah, 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 totally. That's how fight. it is. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But like you were asking me, and this is not a, this is just shooting the shit, right? The Hero Project, what it is when I'm working with somebody is I'm incorporating those philosophies and those tenets combined with the stuff that you and I talk about and listen to often combined with real practical life and Joseph Campbell's hero's journey that everybody's going on and you you combine it and now they don't feel as if they're being stuck in a rehab, stuck in rooms, stuck in detox centers, you know, and if they would like to go to one of those fellowships, it is open for them. But where you and I go for those things, that is free. That is, um, yeah, it was given to us. We give it away. Yeah. Um. But you know, when you and I are asked to, if you're asked to go live with Michael Jordan for sixty days and teach him yoga every day, that's there's a there's a business relationship there. Yeah. You know, you you have yeah. to. You know, you have to. Ebbs being. Yeah. Yeah. What's up? Hey, brother. How are you? Welcome to the style. show. Welcome to the show. We've been waiting. <laughs> this is my brother Gus. This is Gus. This is Gus. Nice to meet you, bro. Yeah, dude. Thank uh, you for having me in yeah, your home. Absolutely. You guys need anything? We're good, man. No, okay. but hey, thank you. Absolutely. This is great. Of course, absolutely. You're the yeah. best, brother. All right, guys. Thank you, Gus. Yeah. Are you just gonna be around? Yeah, I'm just gonna be back. All right, cool. Okay. Well, holla. <laughs> Gus, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Gus. Everybody knows Gus. Um, so going back to the thing I shared, and I talk about this a lot because 
yoga is such an interesting thing. It's especially in the West. Take five minutes, scroll through, you know, hashtag yoga on social media and you'll get all sorts of shit, you know, like gorgeous girls who are ballerinas doing like unbelievably inhuman postures with their foot fucking six feet over their head and all kinds of stuff and dudes doing like you know turning their entire body you know horizontal to the floor while they're on their elbows with their head between their legs and Yoga can be this really intimidating thing. It's like, and most men, you know, most men are like, yoga's for women. I can't do it. I'm too inflexible. I can't, you know, it's not for me. And the interesting part about yoga is like, yoga was actually created by men for men. It was started by fucking bodybuilders and gymnasts in India. And the trajectory of yoga is pretty fascinating. I mean, you know, my mom's a yoga scholar. She's a master yoga therapist, intuitive body worker, healer. She's gotten a master's in yoga therapy, been to India, done all the things. And mm, I need to see her. Yeah. I mean, this is in our blood. You know, this is like our conversations around the dinner table. And, um, you know, the style that I teach and practice mainly, it's, it's really, uh, it's a fundamental yoga practice. It's, it's if we're categorizing yoga in any way, Bikram, which is the style I teach and take, and you know, I've said this before, the the practice formerly known as Bikram. Right. Because, you know, people have all sorts of feelings about him, good, bad, whatever it is. He was an asshole, but he was also brought a fucking deeply therapeutic practice to the west yeah it heals shoulders backs knees hips it heals catastrophic traumatic physical injuries like that's what it was put together for and his teacher was a guy bishnu ghosh who's the brother of yogananda who wrote autobiography of a yogi and bishnu ghosh founded the um uh yoga college in india and the main focus of the yoga college was teaching physical culture so it's really about developing your mind and your spirit through the physical body and he would take bodybuilders who had had bad you know bad back injuries and shoulder injuries and he'd teach them this sequence that's much bigger than what bikram simplified it down to 26 postures the original practice is uh, 72 or 86 postures. I should know that. I can't remember right now. Um, but so he took this deeply therapeutic practice, put it in a super hot room. And I've asked, you know, my teachers who were direct lineage from Bikram back in the day, you know, did Bikram understand really what he was doing when he put you in the hot room? Because the heat, is really what changes the practice from this physical exercise to a fucking psycho-spiritual journey that you take for 90 minutes. And you have a deep confrontation with all of your shit. Mm -hmm. And they will, like, the woman who owns the studio, Liz, who's just like, you know, one of my favorite people of all time, and I've learned so much from her. And 
I've asked her about it and she's like, I think he just said you do it in the hot room because it's hot in India. Like I was literally like, you know, right. And for me, the blessing of, you know, really learning from my mother who's got this master's in yogic therapy and she's done cadaver studies. When I was a little kid, I mean, she was doing cadaver studies and, you know, fucking opening the body up and looking at what's inside, like the anatomical structure of bones and joints and ligaments and muscles and everything here and in between learning about the endocrine system, hormone function, brain chemistry, all of this stuff in conjunction with her own journey with alcoholism and getting sober in the 12 step program and her own spiritual journey, you know, and so it came out, it's manifested in this just like super deep, very deep and rich wealth of knowledge, Mm. you know? And so for people who know Bikram, you don't know what it is. It's 26 postures, two breathing exercises. You do the same 26 postures, the same two breathing exercises every class. It's 90 minutes. You're in a 105 degree room with 50% humidity. The moment you walk in that room, you feel yourself going to fight or flight. Your adrenaline starts pumping, your cortisol starts pumping, you go into the sympathetic nervous state, right? You're like, holy shit. Yeah, it's real. I I just chose to come into this fucking room. Yeah. You know? And all you've done is laid a mat down (laughs) and put your towel to the side. Exactly. And that's already gone. Exactly. You just picked your spot in the room, you know? Yeah. And so everything in the class really becomes about your breath so that you can tone down that nervous response to activate your prefrontal cortex, the Godhead, the center of executive decision making. You can get out of the sympathetic nervous state and start to peek yourself into the parasympathetic nervous state, rest, digest, recover, detoxify. And you do all of this just by breathing in and out of your nose. You know, in the comment I said in class, because it's like the postures, it's almost silly when you've been in there for so long. And I said this in there today as well, like that, this yoga practice in particular doesn't even really start until you've been taking it for a few years because you've broken through like, the excitement of working the postures and now it's just become this discipline that you apply in your daily, in your life probably. Some of those people, man, are in there every fucking day. Blows my mind, you know? Like doing it, like you were telling me back in the day, you were doing it like four days a week. Minimum, yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Four days a week in that room is a fucking lot of work. But it healed my shoulder. Thousand percent. It'll heal you from the inside out. And, you know, this, um, so, you know, the practice really doesn't start until you've been in there long enough that you're completely disillusioned by the postures and the idea of getting physically fit. And you understand that when you walk into that room, it's going to be a confrontation with yourself, you know, especially after the standing series, because we can, our body is going to do the movements. Our body is going to get into the posture. You know what I mean? 
Like that's actually the easier part when you think about it, because the real challenge starts when you get to the floor series and you're laying there in Shavasana. And now your mind has all of this time to start going, oh, fuck, it's hot in here. I got nothing to do. Wait, I'm supposed to be doing nothing. Wait, my eyebrow itches. Oh, shit. I got that email. I got to I got to write that email. I got to take my car into the shop. I got to have this fucking conversation. God, fuck my boss, man. Fuck this teacher, dude. Who the fuck is this guy? I'm tired. Get me out of this posture already. And all this shit's going on in your mind, right? And you start breathing in and out of your mouth. You close your eyes. You leave the room mentally. And this is where the fucking true warriorship comes into play because When you're in that place, it's like, okay, how can we tune into our breath and clear the mind? The mind has all this shit it wants to do, all this stuff to distract you from this moment Mm -hmm. because it's really fucking uncomfortable. You're exhausted. You're overwhelmed. Your heart rate is flying. Your skin is hot. You feel like you're going to fucking combust. You know what I mean? Thirsty. <laughs> You're thirsty as fuck. Dude, while you were saying this, do you know why I realized one of the things that I love about you? I absolutely fucking love about you. <laughs> this is the same thing with the 26 postures, with the 12 steps, and uh-huh. everything else that you and I have been through in our lives. Uh-huh. What I love about you is you talk about the treasure and not the treasure map. Uh. People fall in love with the treasure map. Oh, interesting. They fall in love with the 26 posture. They fall in love with going to a meeting every day. They fall in love with the step or they fall in love with the, with Mm. the process. You found the treasure. Like when you find the treasure, there should be an idea that the, the maps are now in your head. You don't have to worship the map. You don't have to worship the postures. You don't have to worship the, 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 because you found the love of it. You found the treasure in the end. Yeah. Well, that's the only, that's why we keep going back into the fucking room. You but that's I mean? how you talk about it. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's what, what the, you found the treasure. Thank you for that and they, feedback. And, and trust me, I, I was somebody too that loved the discipline of something in the beginning. Uh-huh. Right? Like you said today, you come, but your real practice doesn't start until you're two years in. Yeah. Because you come, you love the sweat, you love the feeling, you love the endorphins. Right? Yeah. You come in, you yeah. love the camaraderie, you love the fellowship, you love that your body's changing. Totally. And then, and now then the practice. real shit starts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because you found the treasure. I love that. Dude. Right? It's not the treasure map anymore. I That's love how you because that. you even said right now, you said in your own words, the 26 postures almost can feel silly. Yeah. Right? Like those steps can almost be like, yeah, they're a path to God, but so is Catholicism and so is yeah. Ju- Judaism and so yeah. is Buddhism and, uh-huh. and so is meditation. Right? It, yeah. Yeah. But when you find percent. the power. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You dude. worship the power and not the the map that got you there. Yeah, because totally cliche thing, but like you said, there's a thousand ways to the top of the mountain, dude. You know, it doesn't matter. No. You know? Um, so I say all of that to give context around this thing. I, it, it's, it feels funny to me. But it's like because of my mom and where I come from and our past lives as Viking warriors and all kinds of shit. But when you're in that place, you're laying there in Shavasana. 
And you've got all this, you're in a war on the inside. And like, how do you get as fucking peaceful and still as you possibly can by focusing on your breath? And for me, I'm like, okay, what if this was a war and I was captured by the enemy and I was being held captive and I was being tortured? Because that's what it's like in there. I mean, that's like ancient Chinese torture technique, you know, like the water droplet on the head. Like you'll lose your mind. I've been in that room and I've died multiple times. Mm. Like complete ego death, dude. Because I'm like in this war on the inside and I just say, fuck it. And I surrender to just like, maybe I'll die right here, dude. And you like blast through the discomfort and you find yourself in this just like unimaginable bliss, you know, but it's only when you completely surrender to all of the shit you're feeling like you're totally mentally and emotionally and physically overwhelmed. And can you come into your breath so, so with so much conviction, concentration, focus that you just let go of the need to be anything but what you are right here, right now. You know? Difficult. Difficult. The most difficult Yeah. Thing. I mean, that's why I love that room. You know, that's why I love that practice. It's because it challenges me to fucking do that, you know? But in my opinion, you're also, to many, to many, you probably won't say, but I believe you're also a master. So, mm. let's, so let's use this together. You ready? When you said, that, this is the line that I want him to tell you in the beginning of the, of the show, that when you go into your mind and you practice like it's a torture chamber. Uh-huh. Now, think about from my perspective, I was being coached by Ebb of where you can go and what you can do. Mm. And now it made everything much easier. Uh-huh. Because now I'm like, oh, right. What would happen in a t- torture chamber? Uh-huh. And now my mind's practicing something else rather than focusing on my actual discomfort. Uh-huh. Right? It would be so much. So you brought me there. And that's what I do. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. You're languaging and you're coaching and you're helping me go someplace else. So I could folk When I went someplace else, I got to my destination. Uh-huh. You had me go someplace else, but mm. I arrived in my destination. I love that, and that's that's mastery. Mm. That's when you and I, you and I, are the same exact soul, and just taking our gifts. And right now, because we may team up, who knows? But right now, applying it to different modules. Uh huh. Yeah. But that was that was that made the rest of the class go so much easier for me, and I know for them as well. I love that, dude. I know. I was like, oh, what a great place to go. Uh-huh. I love that. Dude. That was awesome. That's great feedback for me. It was great. Yeah. It was great. And it was at the right timing, too. You do that too early and we're not right quite yeah, right yeah. there. Yeah. You know? You've got to be on the edge. Yeah. You know? In that room, you really, like, for me, it's... Because I don't think... Some people, some teachers are 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 all about it's hell. They won't open the doors it should be fucking death and destruction in that room. I don't really, I think it's hard enough. I don't need to make it any harder. Yeah. 
I do need to manage the room enough so that you as the student get taken to your fucking edge. Cause then it's like, this was a worthwhile experience, you know, like anytime you go to a yoga class, or you do a workout and you're like, you're not pushed. You're like, I didn't really do anything. Oh, we were all exhausted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we had a blast. Yeah, totally. Everybody was beaming and stoked and ready to get their day rolling. Yeah. You know? And that's how I think for me, all my favorite classes that I've ever taken, that's how I come out. You know, I'm taken to my fucking, I'm taken all the way to the edge of the abyss. And then by the time I'm walking out of the class, I'm like, it's a gorgeous day. You know, it's it, and it was, <laughs> yeah. and it is. Yeah, it is. And I think that's a great place to always continue this idea that we make what we enjoy and how we help others, how you and I really, really help others. You know, this is something I could share with you. Maybe you can actually help me on this podcast. I'm getting so sick of the word serve. Mm, I used to love it because, because it used to really like where you and I are yeah, a little yeah, older. Totally. I used to love like, you know, we, we do service, we serve it. Now I hear every damn influencer in the world use the word, how can I serve uh, you, serve it? And I'm like, you mean, do you mean how can you get money out of my pocket? Interesting. Is that what you really mean? How can you serve me? Interesting. You know, because I, I know their integrity. Uh-huh. I know, you know what I mean? So yeah. I don't even like using the word anymore. Oh, yeah. Isn't that odd? Uh, it's in, but, it makes sense to me. I have that with other things. Yeah, it's odd. So this just popped in my mind while I was listening to you. I pray that whatever I do for helping people with substances and you to get people to their center, their core, through your and, and Ed, ebbs, ebb and flows. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> believe it or not, I was not like this. For me, I needed someone like to understand that Phil Jackson was teaching Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant meditation for me to go, oh, that's something that, that we can all do. Because I didn't have your mom. I was raised mm. in the East Coast. Uh-huh. My dad was a hardcore businessman. It was not about what's here, the hereafter or spiritual. It was like, it was the daily grind. So I need somebody that it, it was attractive. Uh-huh. Right? I feel like that's what you and I do. We make our teachings yeah. and our philosophies attractive to people. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, so really, what I kid you not, as a young kid, it was it was Phil Jackson and the Bulls. No, it and totally George, makes that, sense. That to I was me. like, oh, they meditate? Yeah. Interesting. Oh, he's a Zen Buddhism? Buddhist? Interesting. Uh-huh. It, 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 I could access that. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get it, dude. For me, I was blessed. Like, my mom was taking us to yoga classes when I was nine, ten years it's old. It's amazing. You know? And actually, the first yoga teacher of the first yoga class I ever went to was this guy, Rudy. Rudy's the man. He's still teaching here. I think he's got a little gym somewhere in Santa Monica or something. But Rudy was a fucking former Marine sniper turned yogi. And he's just like the ultimate alpha male teaching yoga. And that was my first yoga teacher ever. And I was like, oh, okay. You know? Um, Well, that's a lot like you. I mean, obviously his is more. But like NFL, like, dude, what you guys go through. Yeah. There's that alpha male that that can do this. And then interestingly, I think that, I mean, this, this feels like probably the first example of it for me, like you had with Phil Jackson and the Bulls, but by the way, I wish, I wish I had Phil Jackson as a coach, man. 
you know unbelievable like fuck dude unbelievable i would say maybe the the closest guy to that in football might be pete carroll mm. who i've met and he recruited me and i worked out for him you know a handful of times in college and for in the nfl but i feel like pete kind of brings in it's a little more difficult in the nfl in football in particular i can imagine you know because it's like you can't really be a person outside of the Warriors suit, you know, in football. I like can't in basketball, in basketball, like there's more room for that creativity and for that like inner spirit yeah. development. But a little more, football, ma- a little that, more magician. Yeah. In football, that means like a guy's going, why the fuck am I here? Why am I bashing skulls, cracking skulls here? You know, like that makes you think about what you're doing too much. Yeah. You got to be so focused. Anyway, that was a little side note. No, that was good. But for me, Ricky Williams, there was when I was in like high school and this my journey was really starting to fucking like light on fire, you know, excelling rapidly in football like by the end of my sophomore year i started getting all the full scholarship offers and the whole thing you know but there's a 60 minutes art uh piece on ricky and he had left the dolphins and he was like living in a tent at an ashram in northern california doing yoga and shit yeah and that for me was like oh okay you could do this you could be this this warrior poet, you know, you could be this warrior yogi that can happen, you know? And then of course I went on to play my football career. And by the time I got to the NFL, like I wanted nothing to do with yoga because I was in so much pain. Yeah. You know, it would have served me well not to use your, your least favorite. No, 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 that's different. That's different. (laughs) That's different. (laughs) But, uh, but, I think you're right, man. And, and for me, you know, nothing I do, I mean, and I know you know this as well, like there's no fucking agenda here. Like it's been probably something I've, it's been something that I need to consciously work on to hone the message in a way that makes me something that can be marketed and like I can make a living off of this. Like, I've had to work to do that, you know, because it was never part of, like, I'm not doing this to fucking make money. Yeah. You know? It's just, like, I don't know what else to do yeah. but share my truth, share my journey, and share it in an effort that my words, my story may be the beacon of light that someone struggling to find their way through the darkness might tap into to find their way. You know what I mean? Because I've had that in my own life with many people sharing the difficulties and the pain and their suffering and their hope, you know? And their hope. Share the encouragement, you know, share the pain, share the encouragement, share the hope and experience strength and hope. So... You just reminded me of my mentor, by the way. So I'd love for you to meet him. So his name is Dion, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, 
uh, run around Sue the Wanderer. Like, like this is like he's my spiritual father. Wow. You know? They're making a Broadway show about him. Wow. The Wanderer. Yeah. He's and he said and a lot of the people that you and I were discussing before of what we noticed is a lot of people have the experience and the strength, but they don't have the hope. Yeah, man. You know, they don't share that hope. So when you just have the experience and the strength, that can come off a little, I know better than you, narcissistic. Mm. You know? But. That's interesting. The hope. You got to pass the hope. Mm. Yeah, that's a big deal, man. How would you delineate hope and faith? That's a great question. Something is like faith has been super prominent in my life, in my practice lately. Like, mm. I'm like, I got to keep the faith, dude, because it's a fucking grind, man. You know, like, yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Whether you want it to be or not, whether you're fucking spiritual and tapped into God or not, like. You're, I'm living in LA. I got bills to pay. Like I got to fucking work, man. You know, like yep. there's no getting around it. And I have to have faith like every month. I'm like, I'm having, I got to keep faith that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yep. You know, I got to keep faith that this is all building towards something greater and bigger. Yep. You know, that I can't necessarily see yet. That's faith. Yeah. Right? That yeah. you just nailed it. Right. That I can't see yet. Uh-huh. So that's a difficult question to answer. So what we, let's start with hope. Sure. What is hope? Cause I've also heard like that great, I'm sure you've stumbled across it. Jim Carrey was like given a talk. Mm, I love share. Jim Carrey. I do too. Especially I love the evolved Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah. I like this version of him. Oh, that man, people me think too. are crazy. Yeah. I'm like, no, this is this is this the truth. Yeah. This guy's the Shut truth. up and listen. Totally, man. <laughs> but he was saying something to the effect with these college kids. He was saying like, like hope doesn't get you anywhere. Like hope is this sort of empty thing that we saddle ourselves to but it's like having faith is what it's really about and i didn't i didn't necessarily totally agree because of where we come from with 12 steps you yeah. know and sharing experience strength and hope and hope is like a really powerful thing you know especially when you're in a fucking black hole and you can't see your way out you know to have hope that it can be better is like a big deal but something to the effect of like hope is basically like an empty, it's just, it's empty and it lacks energy. Whereas faith is like, you are an active participant. Like he's kind of saying that hope is you're, you're like hoping, you're like hoping for the Santa Claus God to change your life. But having faith is recognizing you're, your role as a co-creator of your life and this active participant and changing and building the life you envision. Well, let's compliment Jim Carrey too. Okay. Well, I Jim, love the guy. Jim I mean, Carrey knows how to read the room and that room at that minute needed to hear that. Uh huh. Yeah. I really I believe that. that. I love Cause that. I think if he were with us, 
he'd be like, no, 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 there were times I had that. I needed hope. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. but he's so good. Yeah. He's so good. I mean, uh-huh. he was reading what these people need to hear at that minute. Yeah. You know, and, and what they were probably about to embark on their lives yeah. out of college or something. Totally. So he was kind of like, time to stop hoping, you know? Uh-huh. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's a master. Which I think is true yeah. and right, yeah. you know? Like, I'll tell you, I'll give you an example. Like, I understand, and, and my girl is against me with this, okay? Mm. Tony's against me with this. I like the word try. Oh, Come in and try. They're Yoda. Try, do or do not. There's a, right? <laughs> Emily, I love you to pieces. I love you, baby. Right? But I'm that. like, you know what? My, Michael Jordan said, I, I have can't a problem accept. with try too. You, okay, so yeah. you, I love you. Yeah. Emily, I love you. Tony, I love you. I love you. Guys. No, but I love this. Right? But MJ said, I can't accept not trying. Like we say in the twelve steps, we practice. We we try to carry the message. To the next uh. We try like. It's it's how you feel that day about that word. Are there times where I'm like, is it do or do not? One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, a thousand right? percent. It, it's, it's yeah. The mo- right. So let me use. I'm gonna be like really like a boy. I'm like a, I'm gonna be a little boy with you right now. In the Man of Steel, mm. there's this scene where he's sitting with the with his the the suit. And Lois Lane like goes, what's the S for? And he goes, and he looks down and he chuckles. He goes, oh, that's not an S. On my planet, that means hope. And mm. she goes to him, well, here, it's an S. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. And it, they, they had to use clever writing, right? Yeah. But it was hope for a brighter future, hope for a better day, hope mm. that, hope that even though we'll stumble, and that will fall, we will get to the destination, mm. right? Faith. Let me use my relationship with what I call God or a higher power. My faith is, I, Eb, I mean this. Like, I don't even know how this is happening. If you really ask me how I'm with you right now, this is such a gift. My faith is, is that this is really happening for us and not to us. And there is something way bigger going on that we can't explain. That airplanes are using solar radars. They're not even looking where they're flying. And whales are speaking underneath the ocean. And I don't even get this stuff. This is insane. And there's vibrations recording us. And <laughs> right, right. I, but I have faith. I have faith that this is this is real. Mm. You know, I have faith that the, the, the creator, right? But uh-huh. sometimes, sometimes I need hope. Yeah. Sometimes I need to hope that tomorrow the sun will come out again. Yeah. yeah. And then trust is a whole other level. Uh, uh-huh. And then you and I, you said it many times in this podcast. Would you put trust? Then you said surrender. I mean, that's the ultimate. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you want you want to go where? Where are you between uh, faith and surrender? I'm like lean towards surrender. That's the game. Mm. Yeah, that's powerful. Talk about letting go, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And two alpha guys. I mean, I'm not an NFL guy, but you know, no retreat, no surrender, no white flag, no giving yeah. up. Well, see, this is really the fascinating thing about being a human. You know, it's like there's so many planes of consciousness, and there's so many stages of life and we all find ourselves in the bottom of the pit and on top of the mountain at different times, you know? And it's like, 
when I was in my blackest, darkest place, you're goddamn right. Hope was like every, I lived on hope, you know, hope that tomorrow will be a little better, you know? Yeah. And I know, I know. Eb, I could bet. I bet my life on it. I know if Jim was on the show right oh, now. Oh, I know. I, he would I know be in total agreement with us. Oh, he, I he know. He would be it. like, "Listen, those kids need to hear what I was saying." That yeah, day. I mean, I totally. You know, this is the beautiful thing, man. And and you know, it's like I know that, and I'm not. I would, you know, I know that he's not like saying fucking shit on hope. Throw it out the window. It's no good. You know? Right. Right. I know that. It was just. As a as an experiment of like, what are we talking about? What's important? What is hope? What is faith? And same thing with try, man. Yeah. And my own journey with try, I'll tell you about it. Please. You know, because, and I think this is where almost anybody and everybody who's coming out of the place of going, fuck try, it's about doing. For me... I spent a lot of years thinking in my head using this word, I'm trying. I'm trying to get that done. And what that really meant for me was I'm not actually doing anything to get that done. Like the Uh, trying is just like, that's like my mental scapegoat to pretend that I'm taking steps towards accomplishing something I know I'm not, you know? Yep. But people would go, hey, Eb, how's that going? Oh, I'm trying to do it. It's like, no, you're not, bro. You're not trying, you know? So for me, it was really important to to make the shift of, I'm not fucking trying. I'm either doing it or I'm not doing it, you know? So that's for me, that's where that I came from. It. I totally get And it. I get it. Like, trying, if you are actually trying and you're exercising that thing, whatever it might be, and you're using try as a stage towards completion or perfection on the road of progress, like, great. I think that makes sense. And it's remember, it goes back to that language. Yeah, and like if someone who's having a hard time getting out of bed every day and just putting their shoes on... Let's try. Let's try, dude. You know, a, that's a big deal. Uh, huge. There's a, <laughs> I love aging myself, right? So <laughs> if anyone's hung out with us this long, there's an old uh, Michael Jordan commercial where he decided, like Spike Lee made it when he decided to go play baseball. Oh. And it's, so it's him and you see him striking out and striking out and dropping a ball. And, and, and you see Spike Lee had this character. I think his name is Mookie, but like the commercials, the, uh-huh. the, the sneaker commercials, he's always playing this one guy with Michael Jordan <laughs> and he called him money because on the court he was money uh-huh. and he's going to all these famous baseball players. He's like, Hey man, money's no, like money's no Muggsy, Bo- you know, or, or Don Mattingly. Right? And it's Don Mattingly. Don Mattingly goes, yeah, but he's trying, man. And then he goes to, Hey man, Money, money's no Barry Bonds. And you get Barry Bonds. Look at him. Yeah, man, but he's trying. And then he strikes out. it, Right. And and the idea was this guy that mm. was, especially even while he was playing, considered like the greatest of all time. Yeah. Decided to go try something new. Yeah. 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 You know? That's and a big deal. Yeah. That, just that statement. Try something new. A lot of people would get a lot out of that. Yeah. And it's language. Right. At that time, you 
you had to be harder on yourself because you felt like that word's not, I'm not. Yeah. Right. And I've been there too. Uh huh. I've been there too. And I yeah. think that's also part of mine and your gifts. That's also Jim's gift. We know, you need to know how to say the right words at the right time uh-huh. to the right person. Other than yeah. that, I'm never going to help anybody. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, because there are times that trying is a cop out. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Right? There's no doubt about it. Totally, dude. And there are probably, there's a lot of times where it's like hope. You need a lot more than that right now. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. But We're not hoping to get the thing done. Yeah, you know? <laughs> get it done. Yeah, it's like, you got to get this thing fucking done. You I know? can't imagine you telling your coach right, after he says a play, you'd be like, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get off the field. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's timing and it's Totally, totally, and- bro. A thousand percent. That's so true. I mean, that's a huge part of all of that communication and it's one of the issues with like with the clip game in social media oh god you know because you take this sound bite which is expressing some in a bigger context a very specific message but then you take it and you put it into a clip and you realize like i've had this experience because i've got a guy who just cuts clips you know he goes through everything i've ever done he cuts clips and He'll cut a clip and I'll be like, oh, that was like, that's a great fucking clip. And then like reading the comments, people are like, fuck no. How could you think that? And I realized I'm like, oh, this is really interesting because not only are the plane of consciousness that a person is at, they're receiving that message in a very specific way through a very specific prism of belief and understanding. But like that message in and of itself, if you really look at it in a vacuum, like it's not actually true. You know what I mean? Yes. And so it's like exactly what you're saying. Time and place dictates truth also. Like that dictates the truth of a sentence, the truth of a word. And anyway, it's I just... wish I could quote the Bible. I'm going to butcher this real fast. But talking about <laughs> taking one verse and not the other, there's a verse that the Apostle Paul says something like this, you know, like, like basically women should be serving their man. Mm. And, you, and women like to take that one line right, or people right. actually people, yeah. and be like, look, at the, look, the Bible's not real. This is macho. But the second sentence says, and the man should protect and love his woman at like at all co- like as in right, right. there's more emphasis on the man right on that like we're responsible of loving protecting taking care of you da, da, and their job was to say, but they like to take the one line as in you should be in the kitchen cooking <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> throw like, it all yeah, out yeah, yeah. Like, fuck the whole thing yeah, yeah. You, you gotta it's context. Yeah, totally. It's, read did. the whole thing. Oh my god, a thousand percent, man. I mean, when you read the sentence, I'd rather be the woman. Yeah. And I was like, we have to. That's a lot of us. <laughs> it's a lot. No shit. It's a lot on bro. our shoulders. <laughs> no shit. What? This is an interesting thing for me, or an interesting thought for me. The people you work with, sure. What are some of the most common things people are really struggling with? That's great. Can I give you a feeling of it? Yeah, yeah, please. Okay. However it, you know, it comes across There's, in you. Okay, I, I wish I could give you like a, oh, it's that. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But I want to give, yeah, yeah. give you the feeling of what it's like to be in the room with them, uh-huh. right? And, and what they're like. 
nothing is working. They believe they've tried everything. Mm. They've read every self-help new age book there is. And none of these practices are sinking in or, and, and they're able to use. Mm. They wake up and even with a ton of money and a ton of popularity and love, they, they're bored. They feel stuck and nothing is making them happy. And then the people they love the most, the people they love the most, there's like, they, it, like it, it's almost like those relationships bore them. Yeah. And they're not yeah. ever proud of themselves, mm. ever. And when even somebody that they love is proud of them, because they're obviously, if they're coming to me, they're just making some mistakes. Even when they are proud of them, they don't believe it. Uh-huh. They don't believe they're worth it. They, they, because back in their head, there's this idea of that I'm not enough. If you only knew me, with the real me, you don't know what I'm thinking. And there, it's like an energy. And it's all of that wrapped up in one. Mm. it's it's the sun won't come out tomorrow Mm. it's i i a lot of i know a lot of i know Uh. like buttoning up your shirt one button off every time i know i (laughs) i know i know i know no no really you're one i got it i got i I got oh you know like it's just this so it's like this defensiveness but this hell that they're in Uh and they can't see a way out and yeah but 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 please don't tell me what you think it is. But and and you just get this sensation of like, God, please just listen. Yeah, your life has become unmanageable, yeah. and you don't even know it. Yet. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. and and so that and that thing, whatever that thing is, can be a pill, a substance, a device, money, food. By the way. It's only happened twice, but it's happened. Overconsumption with exercise and nutrition. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just... Um, but they're just so stuck. Mm. Uh-huh. They've stuck. come to the... What I, what I experience, you come to the thousand-foot wall, and there's no way around it. None of the escape valves are working anymore. And you just, you have nowhere to go. You have a great post. I've sent this to them too. That's about the inner work. It's about the, it, they can't even go in there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They can't, <laughs> like the, 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 you give them 20 seconds in there, they're going to need some form of uh-huh. device sugar. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like don't yeah. ask them to do that. Uh-huh. You know? And, yeah. and a lot of these people are so, I mean, really in their field, so important. That they they got the they got the wrap down really good, you know. I'm sure. You know, yeah. the, hey, you know, the, imagine what imagine the toys I see around them, right? Well, or what? Or <laughs> our friend, our mutual friend, when you had to walk out of the office, you're talking. Think I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, materially, you're, uh-huh. you're you're crushing it. Well, isn't that an interesting trap of the whole thing? It's like the more wealth, the more money you have the more opportunity you have to say, I'm fine. Yeah. It's fine. The house is burning down. I'm fine, bro. Yeah. You know, it's all good. That's why I usually walk into this, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. right? So it's like you, you see their hell. You feel their hell. Uh-huh. You feel it, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah, I know yeah. you know that. Oh, you yeah. feel it. But there's that, like, yeah. there's that defensive, I'm very comfortable here. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, I appreciate you playing the NFL and you're I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. And the second you walk out of the room, you know. So yeah. what what is your Oh, my hamstring. <sighs> I feel great. I did yoga this morning. Good, brother. I taught it. <laughs> um what like for me, I go, that person needs to hit rock bottom. But you don't really, you're not, I mean, you're not going to orchestrate a rock bottom for them, right? <laughs> no, I'm not going to. You're 100% right. right. Like, what do you, like, how do you, to me, that's fascinating, dude. Like, it's how a, do you start, how do you like just start to like crack the That's the it. Uh-huh. That's it. Okay. And by the way, um, and this is what I love about us. And I get it, man. Like, we all need. The entrepreneurial journey is, is, is an interesting one uh-huh, you know? and, yeah. and, and, and money is an energy source and we all need it and we should all love it. Totally. Right. But I don't care if it takes two. I'm not there to close them. Uh-huh. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. I don't, you know what I mean, I'm going to mm-hmm. eat, you know, if it's going to take two, three, four talks, I mean, there, this, there's been many times that I looked at the, I looked at the family and I'm like, they're not ready. Uh-huh. You know, I appreciate your confidence in me. I appreciate your faith in me. Right. But I know. Yeah. You know, and and if they die tomorrow, they were going to die tomorrow if I said yes or no now. Right. Right. And but right now they're not like all I'd be doing is taking your money and babysitting for a couple of weeks. But there's going to be no real change. Uh You know, and you have to be open to that. You have to be right. open to the idea that you have to realize as a family member, you have to, you have yeah, to go yeah. look this. Yeah. You have to be honest. Yeah. Well, you know? that's where Al-Anon is really so crucial. Totally. You know, just like being like, I can't fix this person. Can't save them. You know, it's very hard. Oh yeah, dude. It's very hard. But, but like a surgeon, uh huh. if there's that little gap like that window's just a little just a little open and a lot of majority of times it is uh-huh there's there's somewhere there, there's something because they're, they're letting me in the room uh-huh so if that window's a little open my job is to like like a surgeon tactically go in and just touch that spot just enough that they go ooh. okay yeah uh-huh you know let let's give this a chop uh-huh you know, I'm not looking for the, I both feet in. I'm, I'm in. I believe yeah. in you. You're my God. Because I know where they're coming from. Yeah. But if I could just touch that sensitive spot just a little. Yeah. To get a little. Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. heal that. Uh-huh. Let's, let's look at that. Yeah. And by yeah. the way, they don't want to look at the thing. Like oh. going full circle. They don't want to look. They don't want to talk about the alcohol. If, if, oh, we're going to talk about. The job, yeah, we're gonna talk about the job. And my, all right, you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, you want to talk about the pills I'm yeah, taking yeah, yeah. or <laughs> my fucking vodka sodas yeah. after work? Fuck no. Yeah. Why do you want to talk about that? Yeah. Yeah. Because, because, like you and I discussed in the beginning, I am not an interventionist. You know, uh-huh. I am not there to take my client and bring them into treatment. That is a is a great service that does amazing work for people that do need treatment. Right. You know, they do need a 28 to 60 day timeout 
from society and just be embellished with nothing but spirituality, uh, childhood trauma, step work. You know what I mean? They need to yeah. be removed from society. But a lot of my clients, they can't be removed. Yeah. 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 It's amazing work, bro. Thanks, bro. That means a lot. And like your really energy. Yeah, dude. You know, same thing we were talking about. There's a lot of people out there on social media who are presenting themselves as God's gift to humanity. And you never really know until you get face to face, dude. Like you're the fucking man, bro. Same, bro. Same. <laughs> you know, same. you really same. are. You're, same, I same, see same. it. Same. You know, I see. I understand how and why you do the work you do. You know, you're just like a beaming beacon of light. You know, that's how I feel about you. And I'm I not saying that, that to, you know, yeah, there's yeah. a reason that yeah. we're together. And, a thousand um, percent. and I'm, and Eb, I'm, I'm grateful. I'll be honest. Like, I can't ha- say this happens all the time. I really don't want to make this seem like I walk on water. I'm telling you, I have some down days. Ask Emily. There are some times I wake up with untreated alcoholism and I'm cranky and I'm frustrated and I'm upset with yeah, I, I big just, time, bro. You know, like oh, it's yeah. there. It happens. And but where I used to get panic attacks back in the day, mm. I didn't even know they were panic attacks. Uh-huh. I didn't even know there was a label to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I get now gratitude attacks. And I, I had that. such a gratitude wave yesterday when you texted and this morning. Like I was like, yeah. I love that. Yeah, you know, and uh-huh. I, I like when you asked, "Can you do it?" I was shuffle this. I'm shuffling that. I'm shuffling that. I was. I'm so grateful to be here with you. Same, bro. You Me know? too. What a gift. It's it's, it's insane. Yeah, what a and gift. that's the positive stuff of the social. Uh huh. Totally. You know, Thousand and sometimes percent. I gotta yeah. focus on that because I can really easily quickly look at the charlatans. Oh yeah, of course, dude. Of course, so I have I've experienced that. One th- like a million times over, and I'm I'm so grateful for that aspect of social media, bringing me into connection with people that I feel like are totally my soul tribe. You know, it's been really I powerful. love that word. Like I never would have met people. Yeah, some of the people that I've met, like you, like I never would have met you if it wasn't for social yeah. media. I mean, yeah. maybe the way God works, universe, you know. I'm out in South Beach and I fucking run into you or whatever it is, you know, but um, I'm really grateful for that, dude. Can um, I ask you something? Please. Right? Like, this is, a, we, it's open and you can yeah. edit it out, right? Yeah. How, what's your relationship with that word, God? God? God is, is everything. Yeah. You know, truly. I mean, I have a deep, deep, relationship with god my higher power spirit it's in everything it's this thing inside of me that's that voice that's always ushering me towards the highest good in my own life and in every situation and every conversation God is love. I mean, I know that's like, you know, it's like this thing. It's like you're, you're feeling with the word serve, you know, love to to me is kind of like that, but I've had such a fucking profound revelation of true love. 
a true experience of love in my life, like mm. learning how what it means to love and accept myself unconditionally and letting that emanate ripple out into every one of my relationships and how I navigate my life and the world and you know for me man god is just like god is everything god is constantly here i you know when i because once again, like the mind is always going to, the monkey mind is always like, we got a thousand things to do. I got podcasts to record. I got emails to send. I got stuff to do. You know what I mean? I got social media posts to post and, and all this yeah. shit, you know? And anytime I just get out of that, I mean, I'm dead serious when I talk about it uh, on podcasts or just in the clips that get posted like, I'm praying all the fucking time, dude. When I'm driving around this city, I'm in just constant commune with God. Whether it's the serenity prayer or just talking honestly and openly with my higher power. It's just like I'm constantly communing with this thing, this higher intelligence that's moving through my life that I've been so blessed to develop a relationship with, you know? Um, I mean, dude, it's, it's everything. My whole life is what it is because of my relationship with God, you know? I'm so happy I asked. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for asking, It's one of the dude. most beautiful answers I've ever heard. I appreciate that, man. I mean, I imagine, what is it for you? That's pretty good. Uh -huh. That's great. Yeah. You know, that, that's it. That relationship. Uh-huh. That relationship. Yeah. Is, and you said something that was profound. I don't even know if you remember it, but it's also something that Dion says, my mentor that I can't wait for you to meet, which is you could see my relationship with God through the way my relationship was with others. Mm. You know, you just said that, uh -huh. you know, when I'm good with him, everyone else gets the benefits. Uh huh. Thousand and when I'm not good with him, they, yeah, they know too. Yeah. Dude. I'm too fucking big and I'm too, uh, like, my energy is too loud. If I'm not in a good place, everybody around me knows it and feels it. And I'd be scared. You know? It's like, I've done that, bro. Yeah. When I came out of football, I started this CBD company that I was driving out to Chatsworth. And, I mean, that's a whole podcast in and of itself, but. You know, I found myself one day, <laughs> I went to that office, I walked in, I had like a fucking scowl on my face, I was pissed off about being there, and the sweet girl who worked the front desk said, hey, good morning, Eben, and I was like, yeah, you know, and I sh fucking destroyed her energy, and I walked into my office, and I was like, Eb, what are we doing, man? Mm. that's not how we want to be like i felt it saw it so clearly it was so obvious i was like i can't be like that because it my energy will flatten other people's energy if i'm in that negative dark place and i'm trying to walk around i can't hide it you know what i mean like it's just here yeah but what a beautiful moment you know? of clarity that you, yeah you know that you said i 
you're speaking to yourself. Like a lot of people that you and I know, they, they don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, know. You know what I mean? Like that, that's so profoundly healthy. Well, that, you know, I think that's part of whatever it is I'm doing is like through my own awareness and clarity on that. Mm. It's like helping other people go like, oh, yeah, maybe it does matter. Because at the end of the day, man, everything matters. You yes. know, like everything matters. How we are at the coffee shop, you know, you walk into that coffee shop. Are you a positive presence? Are you a positive influence on the environment around you? Or are you a fucking black hole? Yeah. You know? And what's interesting is, like, we are so powerful. Human beings are so powerful. And if we could only focus our fucking energy to practice being in a more positive mode more of the time imagine what this world would be like dude oh because there is so much good and there's a lot of bad and a lot of darkness and like look at how what a miracle life is imagine if we had a concentrated effort to be a more positive influence on our family our community where we live our neighborhood you know, it just ripples out and out and out. And like, imagine if we concentrated our energy in a more positive way to be yeah. a more positive influence, dude. Well, this will be utopia. We'll be utopia. living in paradise. You seen the Jesus revolution, that movie? No, but you would lo love it. Okay. You know, it, it's awesome. And it, but, but is it go, essentially that idea? Well, it's that, but you, you also get to see the arcs of the, of the story, right? You, it's actually not about Jesus. It's uh -huh. about people finding faith and like this guy uh -huh. finds, uh, this guy has this old church and, you know, very, uh, strict and every, everybody's kind of uptight. And they bring kind of like the hippie movement in it. But this guy, that the hippie, knows the New Testament backwards, forward. Like he's uh -huh. like the greatest thing that this church could have ever had. Yeah. And he brings in, he just fills the church up. Uh -huh. he, and, and people are receiving the spirit. But you also see these arc of a story where you see him go from this humble servant to his ego. Uh -huh. and Right? Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's just so interesting. So what you just said about building community and then like, but then you get to see he builds the community, but then he wants to be king of the community, uh -huh. and, right? It was just really, really well done. And, and, and it shows you how quickly your perception can change. Yeah. You know, and one oh, second yeah. you're in heaven and the next second you're in hell and same room, same people. Yeah, totally, dude. Thousand percent. Right. It's all in here. Totally. Jesus said that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like heaven and hell are, in, yeah. are inside, you know? So anyway, man. I appreciate you, bro. Same, brother. This has been fucking dope as hell. One of my favorite convos. Dude, Seriously. I can't tell you how grateful I am to be with you. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Um, do you want to, before we close it, just any last words, anything you want to share? Where can people find you? All that stuff. Yeah, sure. I mean, look, yeah. my real last words. Yeah, yeah. My real last First words are, are, are thank you to you. Thanks, man. You know, thank you for having me. Thank, thank you for you. having me in your home. Thank you for inviting me to yoga this morning. Absolutely. You know, dude. I've been looking forward to this like a kid with Christmas. You know? I love that. I love it. What a great time. And, and many more to come, by the way. Yeah, no many doubt. Many more to come. We were talking yeah. 
privately. Uh-huh. And you know, you can find me at Adam Jablin. And if you or a loved one ever needs help, please reach out. You know, that's what I like to do. Uh-huh. Love it. You bro. know, content, marketing, branding, it's all for that. Mm-hmm. It's for the, it's that I can help that person suffering. Yeah. I love it. I, I don't know that. why I love it so much, but it turns me on. Yeah. I love that. Bro. Yeah. Feel that. Yeah. It's just, it's know? a turn on. Yeah. yeah. Well, you probably felt it like, look, as something as small as a 90 minute class. Uh-huh. How, how, what was it? Seeing us walk in and then us beaming out, you know, yeah, I love it. dude. Yeah. It's that, yeah, it's that total. feeling. It's absolutely, man. Absolutely. It's the best. Dude. I love you, brother. I love you, man. Thank you, bro. You're the best. Same. You're the best. Same. Appreciate you, man. More to come. I love you. Absolutely. I love you too. Um, all right, y'all. Well, hope you guys got a lot of that, a lot out of that. I know I did. Please check out Adam. He's the fucking man. He's the truth. And uh we'll see y'all next time. Lots of love, everybody. Peace. <laughs>